Welcome to another sparkling edition of The Thought Police, a very fast-growing and uh, very popular now uh, charted podcast uh, about news, about politics and an awful lot of swearing. Kevin O'Sullivan is here. Uh, I'm Mike Graham. And uh, how the fuck are you? Well, I'm fucking well, right? thanks, for, <laughs> thanks for fucking inviting me yeah. along. I'm looking forward to this fucking podcast. <laughs> now, obviously, we don't want to overdo the swearing, but people no, do seem no. to be enjoying it. They do seem to be enjoying it. Now, I mean, I just, can I just point out yeah. that... that People, uh, some people said, oh, it's not intelligent the way you, the amount you swear. I said, I've never conflated like, intelligence with the amount people swear. And when you and I go down the pub, trust me, this is how much we yeah, swear. exactly right. Well, when so I if first you don't got, like it, don't fucking listen. Yeah, right. I mean, when I first got the job in radio, people who knew me said, how the fuck can you do a radio show without swearing? And actually, it's amazing. It never actually has ever um, occurred to me to swear on the radio. I've only ever almost done it once. Yeah, it's like uh, 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 flicking a, a trip switch. Yeah. You, you, you know, you, it's like uh, the, the way they say some people who smoke 100 cigarettes a day right. find it much easier to give up than people who smoke two cigarettes right. a day. Yeah. Uh, so you just flick a switch. And that's what it's like when you go on the radio. I, I, it's strange, but I, I'm the same. I never. But you can do it. Swear. I mean, you'll have done the same as me. Um, I remember once when I was in New York, I had to host um, some collection of winners, right, yeah. who had won some prize to come uh -huh. to New York with the Today newspaper. Uh, and part of the joy of them coming to New York was to be hosted by me to show them round. You know, well, that, was a, that was a prize. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you believe it, right? And of course, there were there were some people with kids. Right, with sort of, you know, teenage kids or kids of 12, 13, something like that. Yeah. And I'm showing them around Manhattan and I was really struggling for a long time not to swear because yeah. I, didn't, I wasn't in broadcast then, you know. And eventually, finally, um, it just kind of came out. I was talking <laughs> to this woman's 12-year-old son and I just went, well, you don't want to fucking do that. <laughs> <laughs> and she looked at me and I went, I'm really sorry. I said, I just I didn't really mean to say that. Kid loved it, right? So anyway, it was great. Just to get this on record uh, for this podcast, uh, we think it's clever to swear. Well, actually, there have been studies done that say that people who swear a lot are actually quite intelligent. Not that I give a shit about studies that talk about swearing, but you know no. what I mean. No, but uh, but it is strange. Uh, I find. I mean, I've got, I've got people have every right to still find it offensive and to say, oh, you know, you shouldn't swear so much. But I find it extraordinary that in the year 2021, there are still people around like this, uh, as if they're in some sort of Victorian choir. Well, or something. I mean, if you watched regular television, you wouldn't think there was any kind of, um, you know, downside yeah. to swearing because they swear all the time. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. I mean, it's incredible. I'll tell you something that did make me say fucking hell out loud was my <laughs> son's painting. Um, which uh, was my youngest son, I Christopher. Know, I saw it. Fourteen years of age. Well, I'll tell you the the, the, the the sort of the 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 way that this story came out was that we were sitting as we do on a Sunday afternoon, looking at the kids because everything's now on um, online, yeah. right? Not only is there work online, yeah. but we have these uh, sort of ways of tracking whether they're doing their homework, yeah. what sort of marks they're getting, if they're getting a red mark for this or a green mark for that. Like if he got a detention, it shows up. There's a there's a kind of digital school thing now that goes yeah. on for parents to be able to track what their kids are doing yeah. and so we were looking at his um uh, his week's work and it said that uh, he had a couple of sort of red marks as it were one of them was in art class and it was for non-submission um, of homework right so you got so, a kid do you not so do your fucking him, homework so i did i mean much as you can't imagine me as the stern dad i'm not really but i said to him you know what's what's this all about why you haven't know? you done your homework why, yeah. why didn't you do the homework yeah. and he said well i did um but uh, it wasn't allowed to be submitted and i said well what do you mean 
And he said, well, um, I submit, I said, well, show me what you submitted. And he brought this painting yeah. down, which is this amazing looking sort of Van Gogh style, yeah. Matisse, Matisse style uh, um, I, I still life. Yeah. Offending artist. A lot of people don't think it's Matisse, but if you look into Matisse, he actually did an awful lot of still okay. life. It looks very, more Van Gogh. Very, it does I, I look agree, like yeah. a cross between the two, yeah. right? Anyway, apparently, um, the art teacher said it wasn't original enough because he'd copied somebody else's Jeez, work. How old is he's? He's 14. 14. Listen, you know, you've either got, got it or you haven't. Now, I, I've never been able to I mean, uh, I couldn't draw. do that. Yeah, I mean, I don't, even if he was copying, that shows a hell of a lot of artistic mm. talent. Right. I mean, it's brilliant. I know. I well, took one look at it. I, mean, I, 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 could, yeah. I, yeah. I mean, people want to buy it. It's now had 868,000 yeah. hits yeah. Right, on Twitter. Which I think is more than, well, than pretty much I've ever had for anything. Well, as I as I I replied to you saying, amazing, the kid can paint, and that teacher who rejected it must be dead inside. Yeah. If that's the the only response a teacher can have to a kid who has produced something of definite talent, mm. obviously a lot of effort gone right. into it, and you turn around and say that's not. Submissive. And also to give him a negative what mark. What kind of a right? fucking teacher know, is that? But also to give him a negative mark when basically what you're saying to somebody, I mean, I could even if, for example, he hadn't followed the instruction uh, to the letter, yeah. surely the teacher would say that's not really what we wanted, but that's an amazing piece of work. Mm. Well done. But and how is, time, how is your kid's uh, relationship with that teacher? Well, right I don't now? think it's I don't think it's great. Um, <laughs> I mean, obviously, I haven't named the school or the teachers. I think that would be unfair. Lots of people have said to me, "Why don't you, why don't you name and shame yeah. the teacher?" I mean, I yeah. don't want to make anybody's life a misery, yeah. and I don't want to. But I think the 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 kind of um, the annihilation of the teachers' views has been quite extreme. And some very interesting people. George Galloway today was saying how much he liked it. India Willoughby said she loved it. Some bloke who used stunned. to work some bloke who used to work in the Reagan White House. Yeah has retweeted it. Yeah, yeah, right, you know. Well, well, you know, I was stunned. Uh, and uh, as I said, if you ask me, I don't, I'm sure he hasn't actually kind of copied a Matisse, but if you ask me to copy a Matisse, it would not be anywhere near as good as that. That well, kid can paint. I you mean, know? you might, you might remember... Encourage the talent. You might remember my dad. I don't know if you ever yeah, met him. Of course him. I did, yeah. Um, he was quite an interesting bloke, but also an artist. Of course, he was on the art desk. Wasn't yeah. He? Yeah, 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 and now I'm going to show you his next painting because he's now did, he's now decided to copy one of the ones that my dad did, right? Which he's got in his house. I mean, look at this, and that's an abstract. I'm going to put this out next week. So uh, we should put these on the Thought Police. Uh, we will uh, Twitter. Yeah, we will. Um, but that's that great. Is an incredible piece of work. Now I don't care if he's copied it. You know, I really don't. It's, it's nothing it's, to do with me. Copying's difficult. There's plenty know. of artists, by the way, who make. Uh, their um, living yeah. out of being replica artists. How they copy a, other how people's How can a stuff? fucking art teacher look at a kid who did that, look at that painting and put him down for it? He should say, this kid really can paint and encourage that talent. I mean, you know, you can't uh, conflate that out to the entire teaching industry. But when I see the way the teaching unions are behaving uh, in this lockdown, the way they're keeping kids away from school, the way they want to be vaccinated before old people, uh, you know, I can't help feeling it feeds into the increasingly jaundiced attitude that I can't help feeling about teachers. Yeah. Well, I mean, it looks like some teachers will never go back to school because you've heard this excuse coming well, from the old fucking good dad. if they're going to be like that art teacher <laughs> of your son. Well, I mean... The Don't thing ever fucking go back, you <laughs> arsehole. <laughs> the point about it is, right, that is the fucking uh, scenario. Um, they go, oh, well, the thing is, the vaccine doesn't stop you getting it or passing it on. Well, yes, we know that. Yeah, well, thank so you. therefore, it doesn't make the school any safer. Well, how doesn't it? 
The whole point about the vaccine, if that was the case, then you wouldn't bother getting the vaccine at all, would you? No. And clearly what it's designed to do is to make people able to go back to a normal way of life. Yeah. You know, I spent um, a very interesting couple of hours this week. I don't know if you saw my picture from the Cadogan Hall. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. I went to see a mate of mine, um, Pooch, as he's known, who has produced stuff for me in the past and actually wants to talk about doing some stuff with you and I. Um, but he's basically a sort of an impresario, produces a lot of stage shows, um, has now taken on doing stuff online. Um, and I can't tell you how amazing it was. My other son was in town with mm -hmm. me and we went to the Cadogan Hall and we sat in an empty theatre yes. watching him filming a musical because he's going to live stream the musical wow. as live sometime in February, The Great Gatsby. And it was just great watching people on stage, singing, yeah, yeah. dancing. You know, we could have, if we'd wanted to, probably had a cup of tea while we were sitting there. Um, there was a small crew of people. Yeah. But at the moment, that's what people are doing because they've become so agile at kind of trying to make a living. Because yeah. don't forget, all these people who work in the stage, I mean, you know plenty of actors and actresses. All these people who are jobbing um, actors and actresses in, in, in sort of, you know, chorus lines, people who work in theatres, you know, none of them are making any money at the moment. No, it's, it's a, lot of, a lot of them are kind of Because most, well most of them are like day, day hires, aren't they? They've become like Amazon drivers mm. and things like that. They've mm. had to. They've had to literally stop their careers and get into manual delivery type yeah. jobs in order to keep a income coming into their household and to keep a roof over their kids' heads and all that. And I right. respect them for that. Yeah. But it's a terrible past that we've come to. Uh, and to go back to the, the vaccine, and what I'm finding uh, disconcerting is the way uh, certain elements of our society are trying to reject the idea that it's doing any good at all. Mm. Uh, look, uh, a lot of people have always opposed the very concept of herd immunity. Yeah. Now, what vaccines do is they duplicate herd immunity. Mm. So what you're doing by injecting people with a vac vaccination is you are... Uh, making them seem as if they have the condition. So what the vaccination program is, is there to do is to uh, help us arrive at the position where we have herd immunity. Yeah. And thanks to this very efficient rollout, we're doing fucking well, thanks yeah, very we are. much. Let's we are. stop pissing on that. Hey? Well, let's, let's stop that. And let's, of course, I mean, I watched Prime Minister's questions today. I don't know whether you did. Yes, I, I did. I wouldn't blame you if you didn't. Poor old Keir Starmer what back is he? in bloody isolation. Bloody fucking turf, typhoid Mary. <laughs> well, I mean, this either. guy can't bloody walk out the house without I know. himself. He's now been pinged three he times. He should make right? it like an action well, also, hero from the self-isolator. Also, this is the same guy, <laughs> I'll right? be back. This is the same guy who's been criticising the government saying test and trace doesn't work. Well, it's fucking working well for him. <laughs> you know, he's been, he's been You've not... got a fucking hat trick. <laughs> I mean, maybe he gets to keep the machine now or something. Yeah, but, yeah. you know, the, the thing is that this is a bloke who's done nothing but whinge and moan. Boris Johnson said to him today, will you please make a decision and tell us whether you think schools are safe? Yeah. He still won't say it. I know. Because he's in such thrall to the unions that he can't possibly give an yeah, opinion. He thinks he's so fucking clever. He had it all worked out, didn't mm. he? This is how I'll destroy Boris. We've gone over 100,000. Going back once again, if only we'd looked down earlier. All right, let's get over yeah, it. Yeah. You can't... You can't be too blameful about the government at that stage. You know, you're asking the government, you know, to, for the first time in the history uh, that any of us can remember, mm. to shut down the country, to lock down mm. the economy. You cannot blame Boris for being slightly reticent right. about that. He did it in the end. So stop going on right. about not... Uh, but have you not, noticed now, the people... It's all he's got. Yeah, it's but all the he's people got. now who have been moaning and groaning about lockdown is the answer, yeah. it's the only way. They're all now saying, oh, well, of course... It wasn't done hard enough. It wasn't done soon yeah, enough. Because when you say to them, well, if the lockdown is so uh, good 
uh, managing to reduce the numbers of yeah. deaths. Yeah. How is it that we've got one 100,000 deaths and supposedly more deaths yeah. than anybody else? Yeah, and can we get, uh, let's get real about Sir Keir Starmer. It's quite a, a feat uh, to come to Prime Minister's question times as we pass that horrific number of over 100,000 dead and to be beaten. Yeah. In PMQs yeah. by the Prime right. Minister. I thought you can't was, even win you know, I would the day thought, after we pass the 100 grand. Yeah, I mean, I saw... Um, um, useless. A, another one Fucking of these, useless. You know those Westminster polls that they do for yeah. uh, voting intention? Yeah. And Labour are back behind again. I know. I mean, you know, this Fucking is meant to be hopeless. one of the worst performing Tory governments in the history of the world. And the Keir Starmer can't get ahead of them. Yeah. When yeah. he's in opposition. Yeah, I, I know. Mean, in this mess. Absolute idiot. In this mess, I think it does actually... Uh, prove that there's an undercurrent, uh, uh, or more than an undercurrent, there's a groundswell of opinion in this country uh, that the government, Boris and the Tories, are doing just about as well as you could expect yeah. under the circumstances. I have my doubts. I still, uh, I still wonder whether lockdowns are the right way forward. Uh, and by the way, why aren't we allowed to mm. do that? Yeah. I mean, you know, can we stop calling people like you and me uh, this is a new word, isn't it? Yes. Like we're Holocaust deniers. Like COVID deniers. Or COVID deniers. Yeah. Or climate change deniers. Well, you've fucking had it. How can you be a COVID denier? You've had it. Yeah, I know. And lockdown deniers. Right. Lockdown deniers. What, what are lockdown deniers? Right. Idiots who deny the existence of lockdowns. <laughs> fucking hell. Well, this is you the know, trouble. The, the, the misuse of language now has become deliberate, kind of universal, deliberate. It? But it's universal. They use the wrong words. I'm wondering whether some of them don't even know what the words actually well, mean. You know, I, I went on Twitter yesterday and said, you know, why are uh, so many, why do so many slavish columnists and regurgitators of gov media regurgitators mm. of government policy call the likes of you and I lockdown deniers? Yeah. Uh, and uh, both people like Danny Finkelstein, David Aranovich all came back to me, to yeah, be yeah. fair. And they said, well, lay out your position. I said, my position What's it got to do with them? My position is, well, to be fair, they I wouldn't saying, bother well, with Aronovich, by they, the way. I mean, he's lost the plot altogether. Well, but, but, but to be fair, they were both very reasonable. They were both very reasonable. I said, my position is that after nearly a year of a load of lockdowns, yeah. of tears, of circuit breakers, uh, of fire breaks, uh, here we are going over 100,000, uh, cases out of control, people dying like wildfire. Mm. I think that any any position other than a certain amount of scepticism about the effectiveness of lockdowns is totally irrational. Well, it's not irrational, it's mad. Yeah. Because here we are with, as you say, a huge number of people dying. And quite frankly, the busy, biggest number in the last sort of month mm. or so mm. um, has been something like, something like a quarter of mm. the whole figure mm. has happened in the last month. Now, that is very clearly because there's a new variant which nobody expected, which nobody knew about, and which nobody knew was going to make a lot more people sick and a lot more people were going to die. But what that doesn't prove is that lockdown works, does it? I no. mean, how does it possibly no. prove that? No. If you've got 27,000 people dying in a fucking month while there's a lockdown on, yeah. I don't think it's working. Yeah, and could also, you know, and it could well be, I mean, there are signs it's slowing down now, but it could well be that when we come out of lockdown, Boris is indicating maybe mid-February yeah. or something like that, Let's hope so. that the cases start soaring again. And then we'll see what lockdowns yeah. really are, just a postponing But technique. we came out of lockdown in July, and you remember it well, because you and I were being both at that uh, <laughs> We went pub. to a restaurant almost we, immediately. Well, we went to a restaurant almost immediately, but we also went to a pub yes, uh, on did, the Saturday yeah. to open the, uh, the pub yes, that's right, on July the 4th, American Independence Day, and uh, to do a great show out in the open air uh, with a whole bunch of great guests, right? Now, nothing at all happened as a result 
of people mixing. Now, the mantra now uh, is that all of these lockdowns are to limit the amount of mixing that people do, right? So it's twofold now. It's not just about flattening the curve and saving the NHS mm. and stopping it from becoming overwhelmed. It's also about reducing the number of mixing or the amount of mixing that goes on. In the summer, there was an awful lot of mixing going on because people were going to pubs. Now, uh, you could say that most of the pubs were doing it properly, so people were, were obeying the rules and all of that. But how come there was no spike in, 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 in August and in September? The first spike came when people went back to university, yeah. right? And people went back to school. And now, I'd also say, Mike, that, that the first spike came when that thing came along that we commonly call winter. Yes. That's when viruses yes, prosper. exactly. And the danger is we're going to come out of lockdown just as the warmer months are coming. Yeah. Uh, the figures will look very low. Uh, will that mean lockdowns have finally succeeded? Well, we might have to wait until next week. I mean, winter. the only thing that worries me slightly is that everything the government say they're going to do and they're working towards ends up not happening. Uh, so in the end, what happens is, uh, oh, the goalposts have moved again. The rules have changed. I mean even as we know from last week at Prime Minister's Questions, December 16, all, uh, Keir Starmer accused the Prime Minister of not knowing about the new variant, yeah. to which he said, well, of course, nobody knew about it until the 18th. Yeah, I know. So, he, 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 you know, he couldn't possibly have known. But the point is, is that all of this is a fucking nonsense at the end of the day. Everybody sensible knows that the, 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 the proof and, the, and, and the, the way out of this is somewhere in the middle. Yes, protect the elderly. Yes, make sure that the hospitals aren't overwhelmed, which they still haven't been, by the way. Yeah. Um, but also, allow people to make a fucking living yeah. and allow yeah. the kids to actually meet each other and get back to a, some normal way of life. And there's only there's one reason the lockdowns uh, you know, are even nominally working uh, in terms of an entity that they keep imposing on, on us, and that's because of this massive artificial, delusional technique we call the furlough scheme. Mm. Now, at the end of April, uh, Rishi says that's the end of it, although he might extend it. Yeah. Now, they keep kicking the can down the road with this because right. as soon as they lift the furlough scheme, uh, then two, three, four million people lose their jobs. And then we start to find out what the real cost of all these policies are. At the moment, people are completely deluded because loads of them haven't worked since last March. They've been on 80% salary. They haven't been going out much. They're quids in. They've got more money than they've had for ages. They, oh, this is great. This is great. It's only because the government is paying you. But and you know, even this but government also, can't even, do those, even those people, and a lot of people, particularly in the private sector, because we're starting to get more and more calls now at Talk Radio from people who are at the end of their tether. Yeah, I know. Who can't continue doing it, who haven't actually been anywhere near an office for 10 months or something like that, and it's impossible for them to consider... And aren't getting furlough money. Uh, well, some of them are working, but they're working from home. So they're getting paid by their company, but they're just not able yeah, to yeah, see anyone. Yeah, yeah. And we had a guy, I mean, a guy rang in last night, and I was listening to the show, um, and he was in tears, saying, yeah. you know, I can't do this for much longer. I, I can't know. just limit myself to walking from one room to the other, occasionally going out to buy food, hardly ever talking to anybody socially. It's not normal. It's well, not natural. Yeah, and when you get to... I mean, you know, of course it's a big emo emotional uh, landmark when you get to that horrible six figures, 100,000, mm. right? Uh, and people get more and more steeped in an obsession about the COVID crisis. But as these cases have been, and deaths have been rising like wildfire, as the spread continues, as the lockdowns, by the way, uh, manifestly fail to stop the spread of the mm. virus, 
we get more and more obsessed with it and less and less do we think of the ramifications, the implications yes. of what these lockdowns are causing. No one seems to be worried about the economy anymore. No one seems mm. to be worried about the fact that 75% of our pubs and restaurants are going to close yeah. forever. No one seems to be worried about the fact that maybe five, six million people will soon be out of work. No one cares about the thousands of businesses that are already ruined and fucked and mm. never, will never reopen. Uh, we have got a catastrophe hurtling down the tracks and no one's thinking about it because they're going, oh, COVID, COVID, yeah. it'll be COVID. I know, it's incredible. It really is absolutely incredible. But I think, in the end, if the figures start to drop enough, they're going to have to address that. They're going to have to get yeah, to the point. But they don't fucking want to do that. I well, mean, they don't seem the figures, to know how. Yeah, every time the figures get uh, uh, start dropping, the death rate starts dropping, and it really is now, and every time they uh, do better and better with the vaccine rollout, they go, oh, well, no, no, no. Oh, no, 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 don't get too excited. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, 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 this, we, we can't but stop But I think that's down. deliberate. See, I think that they've now clearly, clearly seen a different tack is the way forward. So, for example, instead of doing what they used to do, which was, oh, I think Christmas will be fine. Uh, don't worry about that. You can have five days, which was so ridiculously overblown and also misrepresented by the kind of protectionists who were like, why would people want to have five days? Why can't they have three? And in the end, of course, none of it worked because they, they weren't able to do it. I think what they're now doing is trying to be very much more careful to make people think that it's not going to be lifted, that you can't go on holiday. Yeah, not um, raise expectations. Right, exactly. Well, I, I so fucking that, well hope that's what yeah, it is. Because if, if you remember back to when even the vaccines first started coming into to play, about, I think it was less than a month before we saw the first vaccine, Boris, in, in, at one point, stood up in the House of Commons and said, it's entirely possible we'll never get a vaccine. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. I don't think he even knew at that point. That well, to it be was, fair, I don't think he did. It was so close, you know. Well, I mean, we, was, we were making great play of it. You could get any medic on and say, well, we might never get one. Yeah. I mean, you know. They now, I got... want to talk to you about the football business because I today decided to have a pop at Chelsea. Not because I hate Chelsea. Uh, in fact, my I son like supports Chelsea. Them. I know you hate them. You support Fulham down the road. Yeah. But the bottom line is Thomas Tuchel comes in, right, from France where he's supposed to quarantine straight into the training ground, straight into the game tonight where he's going to sit in the dugout against Wolves. And apparently that's OK because he's an elite sportsman. Elite sportsman. Well, I'm sorry. You know, I think the football business needs to shake up its act. Yeah. I think the football business needs to look at COVID like everybody else is being forced to look at it and start taking should it seriously. Should never have been allowed. Should never have been allowed because what they'll say is, oh, he's an elite sportsman. He's been tested. He's tested negative. You know, he's got antibodies or whatever the fuck they're going to say about him. Well, that goes for the same for every single yeah, right. tourist that exactly. arrives in this country. Exactly. Every single Brit coming They've all home. got negative tests. Yeah, they're, they're still going to have to sit mm. in a fucking hotel for 10 yeah. days. So, so should he. Right. No two ways about it. This is uh, elitism uh, and that is wrong. Yeah, I'll I mean, you've about, said this before. You know, when we were doing Plank of the Week, I think it was um, it was Dawn who brought Madonna into it, who yeah. flew into Britain in the midst of the pandemic yeah. sort of lockdown around Christmas time to yeah. pick up her son in a private jet and then fly off to about 10 other countries. And that was fine because she's a person of uh, high net worth. Well, fuck that. Yeah. I'm sorry. I mean, I, I'm, you know, like you, I'm not somebody who thinks we should have more regulation. But you can't have different rules for different people. Yeah, she's a person who can go fuck herself. It makes no, yeah, it, but it makes know. no sense. I mean, how, why would you expect people to actually it's follow stupid, the rules? It's a stupid, stupid thing to do because, uh, you know, the us and them thing is a very worrying syndrome. Mm. I mean, everybody knows that most of the people telling the plebs, you must, you must social distance, you must stay at home. Yeah. Uh, they're people who live in nice big... Stay mansions. three metres apart. Yeah, yeah. But they're people who live in nice houses uh, with lots of room and big gardens. Mm. Uh, it really is 
isn't so bad for no. them. You live in a little one boxy, one room uh, tower block mm. council flat. It's a lot more difficult. Yeah. Also, to we're not designed to spend twenty four seven with other people all the time. You know, if you've got children, you need to give them a break. They need to go and see their mates. You need to get out with your mates and yeah. leave them to watch something on yeah. television. You know, I mean, you and your missus would normally have had two separate lives, you know, coming together uh, yeah. some parts of the week. You don't want to be sitting there right. staring at each other Let me other tell you, I'm, I'm spending way too much fucking time with that woman. <laughs> well, this is it. I mean, I said this to and somebody. I don't like what I, I found married, out. You know, when I was married, the last thing I wanted to do was fucking work from home. Yeah. You know, I was in the car, straight out of Wiltshire, up the M4, into London, Stayed there for about four nights, came back at the weekend. Thanks very much indeed. You know, some people want to be um, a homebody and they want to, and they love the idea that they can get up in the morning and spend more time with their family. Well, you know, there's something fucking wrong with you. Yeah, no. Uh, it, uh, you know, just generally all of this, the whole country, look around you, Boris. You're presiding. This is a shambles. This is a, a societal shambles. It is. This, but I used earlier on, we said, me, but, it's, but it's not really his fault. I no, think he but, needs to be... but well, it, well it, it, it is and it isn't. He's got to start looking forward. You know, this roadmap out of this mess. He's got to start making plans to get this country back to normal because it looks to me like him and Matt and the gang aren't that keen on mm. that because once they start going back to normal, as they've tried to in the past, then the death rate starts coming back and they don't want that. They cannot carry on like this. No. We can't carry on like this as a country. It's delusional. Delusional, and uh, we're heading for catastrophe. We really are. Yeah, I know. I'll tell you a funny story just to change the subject. (laughs) Thank God, please do. (laughs) I had one of those freak accidents yesterday, the kind of thing that you can't ever imagine happening, right? Luckily, it's not a very serious freak accident. But um, my son, my other son, my older son was up in London because he got so fed up because he just, he hates lockdown. The younger one who paints is much more comfortable with it. He doesn't mind it so much. But the older one, 16, you know, he's got his mates. He goes out and sees them once in a while, but he's not hanging around on street corners drinking cider like he should be, you know, because he's not allowed to. Um, anyway, so he said to me on Sunday, oh, can I come up to London with you for a couple of nights? I was like, yeah, okay then. So he comes up and he was doing his homeschooling from here. Anyway, so he was leaving yesterday, so I thought, well, I'll drive back to the house, bring him down to get on the train. Um, go to my usual NCP car park, which is where I've been parking, basically, for the best part of the last 10 months. Yeah. Well, I mean, I've been, I, I was taking a tube at various points. Is that one by guys? I've now given up. Yeah, so on the yeah, back yeah, of guys' right, hospital. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so... It's quite like all British car parks. It's fucking tiny, yeah, right? Yeah. It's not designed for cars like mine, which is quite big. And there's a guy park. I always park so that there's a pillar next to me, so that the next guy yeah, can't park. Because before I used to do that, I sometimes used to have to get in on the wrong side and clamber <laughs> over, which is not an easy thing to do. Anyway, so this guy parks a bit closer than he should have done. So I kind of I was able to open the door mostly, and I managed to squeeze myself in. But as I was squeezing myself in, what I didn't realise that I'd done was my knee had knocked against the little button which opens up the tailgate, right? Now, unbeknownst to me, therefore, the fucking tailgate was open, right? Because it's automatic, right? It's a Range Rover. And uh, so as I pull out of the space, I'd noticed there was sort of a bit of string on the ground. I didn't pay any attention to it. But as I'm pulling out of the space, I hear this kind of crunching noise. And oh, I'm thinking, shit. fucking hell, what's that? And of course, what I didn't realise is because the tailgate was open, I get out of the car, the fucking back of the car's open, um, and because of the way that the, the car park's constructed, there's a girder. Which You've hit is, the fucking girder. I've hit it? the fucking girder, scraped the, oh, the, the, the no. whole... Oh, yeah, no, I mean, brand new in it, that car? Well, it's a year and a half old. Um, so it's got two injuries on it now, that one, and the other one that I did because of that fucking bastard Sadiq Khan 
who's put those <laughs> fucking, the fucking, fucking bastard. You know, he's, you know those you know those traffic calming measures yeah. where you have to go through a space which is so narrow. There's literally like half an inch on either side, and because I wasn't straight. It scraped the, the, the sort of the bottom side of my door. So I've got two things. But luckily, I've got a guy who fixes up uh, cars who's in, somewhere near Bermondsey. So I'll take it in. But it's just a pain in the ass. Yeah. It's not a terribly damaged. It's not very damaged, but it's just damaged. And yeah. you just think, for fuck's sake, yeah. that's the shout, last thing I need. Shout out to Khan and all the fucking idiot town hall burgers who secretly and in a sinister fashion imposed on this country a massive cycle lanes while we were locked down. Which are all now ruled illegal, uh, by the Which way. have now been ruled by the courts unlawful. Yeah. Uh, they've spent millions and millions and millions of pounds uh, doing these illegal cycle lanes, mm. illegal traffic schemes. Now they've got to spend millions and millions right. and millions of pounds undoing Although, of course, they're what saying... What a bunch of fucking But you know what they're kids. saying? They're saying, oh, we can't undo them at the moment because we're going through the appeals we'll fucking undo them. Get we'll on undo with them ourselves. Absolute pricks, as you said. And also, right, here's the thing about winter, which I really, really uh, find objectionable about these fucking cyclists, right, is they don't go out when it's cold. They don't go out when it's raining. I mean, I can literally count on one hand the number of cyclists I see driving into work when it's cold, wet, and all uh, all windy, right? When it's a nice sunny day, there's thousands of them. So you can't tell me that they're all going to work every day on a bike. Yeah, we've got an amazing cycle lane system. All we need now is some cyclists to use. Yes, or in more than uh, single figures. twats. Absolutely. I mean, what a fucking thing. You know, it's just so uh, underhand and sinister. And how fucking dare you, all these councils? Mm. Nobody voted for this shit. Why are you imposing that on people in a democratic country that did not vote for Mm. it? You absolute fucking little arseholes. <laughs> well, don't worry. They've got an even better idea. You won't be able to vote them out because they're going to cancel the elections. Of course, of you know, course. Because you wouldn't want to be able to uh, absolutely you know, demonstrate your electoral will. What do will. they want, though, these people? They want this country to be worse. Well, I think they've, unfortunately, for such a long time been force-fed this kind of diet of knowing, for example, that only they know best. They actually believe it. They don't know I mean, jack shit. They think they know best. They, they don't actually know shit do. from Shinola. They, they really don't. don't. They should go and do a proper day's work mm. instead of having their lives sustained by public money. Well, there's no where question. You, don't, you, you go in about fucking 10 right. o'clock and you leave, go home about 3 p.m. Well, how about you don't bother going in at all? Well, don't go in at all. I mean, what about know? the most recent scandal where we found out at the weekend that the bloody uh, MPs are now charging expenses for their increased gas and electricity bills because they're working from home. Well, that's fine, but I don't notice them actually reducing their other expenses, which are the ones that they get for travelling to work and having a second home in London. I mean, you know, and, and it seems that like every single one of them is costing us between 200 and 250 grand a year because yeah. they have to hire secretaries and yeah, things yeah. like that. I don't think they're allowed to hire their wives anymore, which has been a bit of a culture shock. Yeah, it's been a bit of an unfortunate uh, so they or, can't bankroll the entire family. Or their husbands, of course. Uh, no more porn films either so they all cost, Smith. They, they cost us a fortune, but I think all of them, all of them, with the honourable exception of uh, some uh, brave backbench Tory MPs, should ask them what the fuck they think mm. they're doing. Could we have this government held to account a bit more, please, instead of you all like just sitting there like nodding dogs Swatting when you ever bother to turn up? Only about ten of them are allowed in the mm. fucking chamber. They never object to anything. Uh, Keir Starmer says, oh, Boris, you're a terrible man. I hate everything you do, but we're voting with you. Mm. Where's the opposition? Where is the challenge to the government uh, in a democratic system? What's happened to Also, did you notice today with Keir Starmer? I mean, he's so disingenuous, this bloke, right? It's Holocaust Memorial Day, right? 
So he joins the Prime Minister at the opening of his first question uh, in commemorating Holocaust Memorial Day. But then he has to add, because of his ridiculous followers, and of course we will also be remembering all of the other genocides in the world. <laughs> really? Well, no, it's not for no, that. Holocaust no, no, we'll Memorial do that on Day. another no. day, thanks. Holocaust Memorial Day yeah. is Holocaust Memorial Day. He basically said, you oh, it's no big deal. Yeah. There are other genocides. Yes, there's lots of other ones. Because there's people lots of other say, genocides. well, why haven't you mentioned the one in Nepal? Pick a genocide, any Why haven't you ma managed to mention Churchill massacring a load of people in India? I mean, yeah. that's what he's basically saying. And I think that is absolutely disgraceful, unpatriotic, disgustingly... Unfair and also very disrespectful can, to the can, Jewish community. Can I just say, uh, here's another thing to, this sort of uh, ludicrous over wokeness, right? So, uh, last the woke karate is my last new word week for that. was uh, it was revealed that as many as 70% of the BAME community, uh, whatever that is, but you know, uh, ethnic minorities, people of yeah. color, uh are reticent about taking the vaccine. Mm. They don't. They don't want to take yeah. the vaccine. They don't trust the vaccine. Uh, Sage highlighted this. You know the uh, government's uh, mad scientists. <laughs> they, they highlighted this. I like that. Uh, and then they blamed us, the white community, for institutional racism. That's what has forced yeah. the BAME community to come to this decision mm. that they distrust vaccines. Yeah. What? I know. What? Well, what it's is it our fault? I can what tell you exactly what it is. Well, in the Muslim community, it's because some of the Muslim community believe that the um, the vaccine is not halal. Yeah, but it's not us, is no, it? No, it's nothing to do with our us. Fault. Nothing to do with us. Why, and are some members, why are we blaming and institutional some members of the racism? black community are being told by anti-vaxxers in the black community. But isn't it funny? You don't get called an anti-vaxxer uh, if you are one in the black community no. because that's racist. It's a very, it's, it's a very reasoned and wise decision. Yes, of course. Uh, and it's not your fault because you're the victim of racism. Mm. I yeah. mean, in what way? In what way does an individual's decision uh, from the BAME community not to have a vaccine, which, by the way, I utterly respect, if they don't want to have a vaccine, that's their decision. Uh, I think it's the wrong decision, yeah. but it's their decision. But in you what can't make way, people take it. But you? in what way is that individual making that decision my fault as a white person? Come on, well, everything's fuck your off. Fault, Kevin. What a sake. fucking ridiculous can thing we, Can to we say. just finish on this point, which I'd like to make, but I haven't made yet? Uh, Elizabeth Hurley, um, ah. would you mind, please, just get somebody else to... I don't mind looking at the pictures, but I find it slightly creepy that you're getting your son to take them. The pictures are over their tits out, right? Well, she's, in, she's an old person, though, so she's going to get a vaccine. She'll have her tits out and <laughs> take a picture of it. So, look, but, you know, getting vaccine, think, vaccinated with my tits out. I mean, her, she's got a teenage son, right? I don't think that she should Poor be asking him to take pictures of her. Poor old girl. She she's, having trouble, she's having trouble dealing with the march of time... She wants to pretend she's Listen, young. I've got no issue with that. No issue at all. She <laughs> wants to show me what <laughs> yeah, she's got. I've, got. I've got less of an issue if with it than you. She wants to show herself off. She looks great for her age. It's not a question of that. But having your son take the pictures, please. But it's weird, isn't it? It's weird. Something. And also, right. I, 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 you know, sorry, call me old-fashioned, but I think it's weird for a 55-year-old woman to keep wanting to get her backs out. You're such a sexist. Well, fucking right. Well, <laughs> I, th I think the same for a bloke. I mean, not that a bloke want to get his tits yeah, out. Yeah, you don't want well, to see mine, that's for yeah. sure. Anyway, listen, <laughs> uh, we, are, we are the thought police. <laughs> I mean, we could do it as a pay-per-view, I suppose. Maybe I'll, get, maybe I'll get my son to do a still life with his dad. <laughs> no, fucking hell, naked. No. That wouldn't be good. You pay good money for that. Uh, we'll see you next week. A lot of people have always opposed the very concept 
of herd immunity. Yeah. Now, what vaccines do is they duplicate herd immunity. Mm. So what you're doing by injecting people with a vac vaccination is you are uh, making them seem as if they have the condition. So what the vaccination program is, is there to do is to uh, help us arrive at the position where we have herd immunity. Yeah. And thanks to this very efficient rollout, we're doing fucking well, thanks yeah, very we are. much. Let's we are. stop pissing on that. Eh? Well, let's, let's stop that. And let's, of course, I mean, I watched Prime Minister's questions today. I don't know whether you did. Yes, I I wouldn't do. blame you if you didn't. Poor old Keir Starmer what back he, in isolation. What is he, fucking turf, typhoid Mary? <laughs> thing about winter which I really really uh, find objectionable about these fucking cyclists right is they don't go out when it's cold they don't go out when it's raining I mean I can literally count on one hand the number of cyclists I see driving yeah. into work when it's cold wet and all rain uh, and all windy right yeah. when it's a nice sunny day there's thousands of them yeah. so you can't tell me that they're all going to work every day on a bike yeah we've got an amazing cycle lane system all we need now is some cyclists to use yes them. Or in more than uh, no single figures. Twats. Absolutely. I mean, what a fucking thing! You know, it's just so, so uh, underhand and sinister. And how fucking dare you? All these councils. Mm. Nobody voted for this shit. No. Why are you imposing that on people in a democratic country that did not vote for mm. it? You absolute fucking little arseholes. <laughs> We could do it as a pay-per-view, I suppose. Maybe I'll, get, maybe I'll get my son to do a still life with his dad. Yeah, no, fucking hell, naked. No. That wouldn't be good.